what we don't talk about with strategy is money. What can you afford financially? What can you take on to learn? Because time for SMBs and any company is the most expensive commodity that you have. If you can pay someone to figure that out for you and you can spend more time on what you're really good at, that's the benefit. And that's really what a lot of businesses really need to understand. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to NFL opening day. (laughs) I'm a ticket shareholder, yes. (laughs) You know, got to represent. So we'll talk about it. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm just going to kick it off. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast. This is a live show, live on Facebook. We have an awesome guest. It's also kickoff day for the NFL. So Jen and I are representing our teams. And for those who missed it, the last time she and I did a live together (laughs) was the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Now, she came out ahead on the game. I think I won the smack talk battle. You always do. I need to practice. You you think that I would have taken the summer to brush up on those skills, but I did not do that. <laughs> I, it's just because you're too nice. And I have the youngest of nine kids, so I'm used to bringing it. Tim, welcome, Tim. Tim's own. Paging yes. Tim Fuse. Paging Tim Fuse. That's cute. <laughs> he says, hi, awesome people. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you here. And masked up in your profile picture. I appreciate that. Okay, y'all. I am Megan Powers, and I am with Powers of Marketing, and our company is the sponsor of this podcast. We provide strategic development, communication, uh, consulting, and execution, a little training to small to medium-sized businesses. And this is the favorite thing that we do is this podcast. Our guest today is Troy Sandage. Welcome, Troy. Thank you all for having me. Welcome to myself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so happy he's on. And this is funny, Jen. He's the guest on Lead the Lead Loudly Twitter chat today. You yep. are a busy man, Troy. Huh? I did Holy not God. know going waking up this morning, all this is going to be lined up today. I was like, good luck. <laughs> we yeah, just all well, need a piece of your mind. <laughs> and we'll re- right. We recorded with Nathalie right before she hosts her own Twitter chat. And then the week after that, Jen and I were guests on her chat. So love it. Um, love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Duncan Mask. Shout out to Duncan. All right. So this is also birthday week for me. Last September, we recorded on my actual birthday from Austin. Yeah, we, we talked, did. We talked about chatbots um, with Carrie Gottschalk um, yeah. when we were in Austin at the ManyChat conference. So my team is playing on Sunday, and it's a home game that I don't get to be at. Oh, so I'm in mourning. So I mean, like, for real, y'all. Not just because that. Not just because it's my birthday. It is my 49th birthday, and my team is the 49ers. 
And hello, putting them She's together. She's a numbers girl. She's always a numbers girl. Oh, this Megan. must be the year. And this is this year. this week is the seventh year anniversary of my company founding. So Arthur Alani. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. So I am pumped about the kickoff. I'm sad I don't get to be there, but I did pay for a cardboard cutout. So one dimensional Megan will be <laughs> in the stands with a sign that says. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it in the picture and I was like, oh, they better accept this. And I haven't gotten it kicked back. So oh, I love um, it. now if I got on TV, that would be the ultimate. If my cutout got on TV. Oh, that would be so amazing. That'd I'm going to have to watch I'm it. Now I'm going to look for it. Same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the afternoon premiere game on Fox at 1:25 here. So ah, brilliant. Adjust your clocks for wherever y'all live. All right. So. <laughs> We're going to talk with Troy about strategy, which is my favorite thing about marketing. I think without it, what are you even doing? So we're going to talk marketing strategy framework. I'm going to read Troy's bio. He is chief strategy officer of Troy Sandage company. What's the name of your company? My company is Fine Troy Marketing Solutions, but I'm the CSO for Volt App. Oh, oh, Volt App. Okay. Somehow that got left out. Okay. Troy is a marketing strategist, keynote speaker, interviewer, investor, and Twitter aficionado who has made a name for himself as a provider of crucial inputs for growing SMBs and national multi-billion dollar enterprises. As a former vice president of a brand agency, he has served as a strategist for various clients worldwide, helping them reach on average quadruple the return on investment via marketing. Troy has worked with entrepreneurs, small businesses, nonprofits, national brands, influencers, international organizations, and more. And more. And more. Imposter syndrome, no. <laughs> I'm not worthy, no. <laughs> it's always funny to hear your own and like accolades back to yourself. It's like, it did, I, did I do all that? That's cool. That <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So some strategy to kick this thing off. Yeah. All right. So I was really excited that you agreed to, to do this with us too, because strategy is a lot of fun, but strategy is something that I feel like a lot of people undervalue. And so... You know, we talk a lot about it in the marketing world, marketing strategy, and the fact that it's a must, but a lot of us say it, but some of us don't do it. So to kick things off from the very beginning, how do you define marketing strategy to new clients? It's a blueprint. It's a simple. I love it. You need to know how this is going to work. What's the plan? Everyone wants to, hey, Troy, I want followers, likes, I want to go viral, and I want money. I want clicks. I want conversions. Okay, well, that's a a want, not a need. This is the goal. (laughs) We need a plan to connect all this. And maybe along the way, the byproduct of the results is like engagement going viral, though I don't say ever viral, and keeping that moving and really make that make sense. People want from the outside, they want so many different things. They'll watch YouTube for like three hours on down the rabbit hole of different things. And think, oh, I ha- I know what I need to do now. And is that realistic? And then what we don't talk about with strategy is money. What can you afford financially? What can you take on to learn? To time for SMBs and any company is the most expensive commodity that you have. If you can pay someone to figure that out for you and you can spend more time on what you're really good at, that's the benefit. And that's really what a lot of businesses really need to understand, especially when it comes to marketing, because they think social is so easy. You're just tweeting. You're just judging <laughs> a few posts. Oh, that's all. No big deal. Like, no big deal. All the right now are getting triggered right now because there's way more to it than that. But I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you kind of already answered my question, but maybe you can dig deep and find a little more to say about it. So, and I've had this happen. Clients who think 
let's just get started. Let's drive the car while we're building it. Or let's, let's fly the plane while we're building it. And I'm like, that is, a, those are terrible analogies to yeah. what, cause what could really happen, right? Crash and burn, but it's just realistic. So what do you say to clients that say, let's just get started and what we'll hold off on the strategy or for that matter, they don't want to pay you <laughs> to do I it, did it. I just say, well, I have a lot of network of people who can execute right now. If you're one of those companies that just want to like I want to just go and see what the results are and come back later. There's still some strategy that probably would be more beneficial, but it comes down to, well, if you're in that goal of a hurry, then I'm probably not the right person or the right company to help you right now since you're in that high level of goal mode. And that's a hard thing to say to turn down business because you know, right now, this isn't going to set you up for success. Maybe someone else can help you do that or give you time to figure out, I need to reel it back. Right. Yeah. Um, well, my answer to that was, well, I don't know how to get started. I, I need to do this in order right. to, to do something to, to have a different result for you. And then what I didn't say was, if you want to get what you always got, do what you always did, which is like, you know, they weren't happy <laughs> with their existing company. And think and about it this another- way with marketing a doctor. You go in for a visit. I want surgery. Hold, hold on. We got to do some <laughs> testing. I want to see your, your back history. I want to see what's going on, the ins and outs. It's not that simple. If people would treat marketers, not of like doctors for their business, we would, it would be so different. They will understand the importance of strategy first versus gun holing it on gimmicks and things that may not work for them. I love that. That's I awesome. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And we could make more money too. Appreciate right. it. We all have more money right now. Woo, <laughs> Just call me Dr. Jen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I like good ring to it. I think so too. <laughs> so so uh, with, a, with a successful marketing strategy, there has to be pieces that are important. So what are the most important pieces that you feel are part of a successful marketing strategy? And how do these parts work together to drive results. I think making it very clear what the expectations are and making it very clear what the benchmark for success is. Because the strategy may take time. We need to grow a successful business or having a really good marketing campaign, define what that means for you. Maybe that's if I get 10 likes, Troy, just 10. And one person click on my website and fill out a form, I am overjoyed. And depending on other business, yeah, I get likes all the time. I want people who not only fill out my form, but are ready to pay me now. We have to define what success Uh is in the strategy to have a very successful one, if that makes sense. And I think, again, tying it back to the benchmarks, figuring out which ones we need to see and if they don't know, to educate them on to know we're moving in the right direction. If my goal is to get you leads and you're looking for vanity metrics, it's probably not going to work. I'm not trying to get a million likes on this post. I'm trying to find the gems of people, the one percenters who have the money, who have the need, who see if it's location-based or national-based, whatever, the time to to have the conversations to be ready to use your services or your product. So it's really understanding those key things for me initially. Awesome. There's a whole lot that goes into educating your client, yeah. you know, because this is a whole new animal to a whole lot of them. And they just don't understand why these little bitty things are not really little bitty things and why they're so important. Right. So important. Make it yeah. important. <laughs> So what do you think are the most important pieces of a strategy as you put them together? Like, obviously, they're kind of like they're puzzle pieces, right? So how do you create the puzzle to get put together to drive results, clients? Starts with a questionnaire. I know that's old school, but it's necessary. If I don't know the ins and outs of your business, your financial ability, you're able to pay, you're able to understand like who's on your team, who's carrying what weight. I need to know what your time is being spent so I can make a tailor-made marketing strategy for you, not 
not one you get from the gimmicks agency store, no shade there, that they just give you a box and put you in and say, here you go. Like, this There's is a, a gimmick agency store. This. <laughs> There's an artwork to this. Yeah. And really, once I know that, I know how much you're making. I know the goal, what you're trying to do, what's keeping you afloat, what's your bottom line. We can pair up. Sometimes, even if you have the financial backing to pay for a lot of ads, if you have no community, if you have no solid website backing, if you have no social kind of variations already there to keep them there, uh-huh. there's no point of dumping $10,000 a month in ads to drive people to somewhere that doesn't really give you any value. So uh-huh. knowing all that ahead of time, we can make a really strong case for short-term and long-term success. That's awesome. Right. So I asked Jen's question. So Jen, I'll let you ask yours. <laughs> <laughs> ask mine that was supposed I love to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I've never oh, done that before. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I mean, we just clarified. It's not yeah, a big man. deal. <laughs> yeah. actually, actually, we have done it before, but we've done it on the sly where yeah. like the guests that had no idea or no you know, but I didn't have time. It was time for the next question. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, um, so Troy, do you feel like it's crucial for your print, digital, and social strategies to be consistent with each other? Why? And what is the power of that? Yes, I do believe it needs to be succinct. <laughs> there are some, obviously, some modifications per print and digital and beyond. Obviously, we have to keep that in mind. But there are ways to connect all that together. The reason why you want to be succinct is recognition right away, whether that's in visual of a logo or a slogan or a color scheme or copy or consistent call to action. The more consistent you are succinct, the better you can A, track how successful you're doing and B, knowing what's going on. So people are like, well, Troy, is print dead? Well, nothing's dead if you know how to utilize it effectively. Email's not dead. Sure isn't dead because as we saw, Facebook's down, it's Twitter down. How do I communicate? (laughs) Email, email, email. So it's not dead. It's just knowing how to use it and when to use it and where to use it. So for me, if you're a person who, if you're a lawyer, for example, and sure, I want to do a three-part campaign, digital and print and social, what do I do? Well, I'm not saying a billboard isn't a bad choice if you have the financial backing for it. Mm-hmm. Hey, put a link on there that's Bitly link, for example, that we can track. That's the only way they can find that link. And now we know how many people took the initiative from that billboard to go to your platform. Same thing with digital, same thing with social. All these things come into play. But yeah. there is some creative nuances there where there needs to be different. Billboard, you only have a few words and a visual. You have to be very powerful. The same thing could be in an ad, but you have more copy and a Facebook post to kind of give more substance to entice them to click on an ad. And different things like that. So I definitely think it needs to be succinct versus, sure, we're going to try this where the same messaging, but way different campaigns and go. And I'm like, well, that's three separate things. That's not one. And that's just at least how I see it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of power to making everything you know, have the same message, lead you to the same thing, look a lot alike, you know, make it quite visibly yours. Right. I, that can be very powerful because then you can be capturing audiences from all over the place. It's pretty awesome. And I guess I would add also to know which part is going to, sometimes a billboard just may be working for brand exposure and yeah. brand awareness, not directly Absolutely. for, I don't expect CTAs from that, but if I get an uptick in website hits or an uptick in followers, and the only thing I've done in the past 30 days is a billboard and right. it's in like geolocation, that suggests to me that that's working in this intent. If yeah. now it's just, does that convert to money and value? If it does, then it was a good investment. But really understanding this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing this. is what we expect from it. And if it gets there, it did the job. Right. 
I love talking about billboards. Hi, Amy. Amy has joined Amy. us. Hello. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I, I live in California and um, cannabis is legal here. And we've done some shows on, on cannabis and CBD on this podcast. But the billboards that I think are the most meaningful right now are for cannabis companies because advertising is so limited for them and other you know, yeah. on digital. Yeah. And it's how I've learned about, you know, different companies that are at. And it's cool because they have to be a little s- like, not sneaky, sneaky is not the right word, but a little more on the sly about what exactly this is a billboard for. So like kids don't really understand. But anyway, I think that's cool. Okay. So in Chicago, you know about the billboards of Brian Urlacher, the restore hair, taking over all over downtown. He works though. We're all talking about it all the time, but yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. <laughs> Chicago guy. Okay. So speaking of that, I'm sure this is going to come up. It's brain break time. We like to take a brain break in the middle of our longer shows. So it's obviously that fun time of year. We've been talking about football starting. Baseball's overlapping for a while, actually. It'll be, you know, there's 15 games of the regular season left, and then it'll be a whole bunch of playoffs. So which sport do you prefer more, and which is your favorite team to watch? I can't do this to me online. I, I'll let I'll, I'll, we did. I'll, I'll represent I can let, different people in different locations. They don't uh, come for me. I can let Jen go first if you want to think about it for a minute. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Okay, Jen, Jen's laughing. <laughs> well, do you wonder what Jen's answer is going to be? I can't even I imagine. I love the Royals. I love, I love the Royals. But I have been a Chiefs fan much longer than I've been a Royals fan. I've been a Royals fan for about 15 years, but I've been a Chiefs fan for about 20. So, and I just, I love football. I love football so, so much. And I love the Chiefs so much. So it's absolutely the Chiefs. Okay. So I am a huge sports fan. Love all the sports. Is the Niners are my team. I am, um, yeah, go Amy. Amy's smart. She's a smart lady. So we already talked about this, but yeah. Our home opener is on Sunday and um, we're, we've, on our minds for that awful loss in the Super Bowl. But also, I live in San Diego, and as much as I'm still a fan of all my Bay Area teams, I've been a Padre season ticket holder. I've lived in San Diego over 30 years, so and they have the second best record in baseball right now in all of MLB, behind the who were in first place in our division, who we play a four-game stand against starting today. So, And you know what else? What? You stole my pitcher. We have Eric Hosmer. Oh, we did? You you didn't steal him, but you took my pitcher away from me. Sorry, not sorry. Is that the hippie? Is that the surfer-looking kid, the long hair guy? No? Does he have we just picked up, I don't know. We picked up a bunch of know. players and I had no idea where they came from. You got Hosmer the season that you and I went to the baseball game together. The, the year after. Yeah. 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 All right, Troy, do or die. You gotta make a decision. I'm stuck between the NBA and NFL. I think I'm going to give a slight edge to the NBA right now because it's been some of the most competitive basketball I've seen in quite a long time. Well, we both gave um, two answers, so you can give two answers. But I'm going <laughs> to say, if you don't know, you already know I'm a Chicago Cubbies diehard <laughs> since birth. It was just, you are now a Cubs fan for life. Keep it moving. So <laughs> for what it's worth, Cubbies for life. Outside of that, I'm not, I'm not sure. My Chicago Bears have not been... Maggie, I don't know what you're doing right now, bro, but I'm going to digress on that. Um, <laughs> the Bulls, have we're still thinking about the glory years in the 90s, so I'm yeah. not sure about that either. I don't want to be a Fairweather fan and say like Golden State or Miami Heat or Boston <laughs> Celtics right now. So I'm not sure. I'm going to stick to my Chicago troops for now, yeah. for sure. Nice. That's Wait fair. I think that, that that'll keep whoever you thought would be upset happy. <laughs> I played and said this round now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's kick out the second half, Jen. <laughs> okay. 
All right. So back to marketing strategy, which is just as fun as sports in our world. What are some key things to establish before planning out your marketing strategy? And what happens if you don't take these things into account? Sure. Uh, Number one in financing, how are you going to pay for this? Or are you going (laughs) to hire outside people? Are you going to take it on yourself? Which again, that takes away time and resources and effort from other sides of your business, not just in the marketing playing field of that. And then if you have a team, who's going to do what? When's the deadlines? What do we expect? How do we follow up on certain things? When do we pivot? When do we shift? And then really just the creation of content or video or graphic, whatever media components you're trying to do, what is that going to look like and why and where we're trying to do it? And obviously, what's the end result? There's no point of doing all this if we don't have a very clear, defined goal of what success looks like and what failure looks like. And people want to avoid, but like, I don't provide failure. Well, you can do all you can from a strategy and everything else. And again, COVID-19 can happen and your forecasting shuts everything down. Oh my God. God. There's nothing we as a marketer could have predicted that everything that we put all this time and effort into for this campaign was going to happen. Or if we go back in time about um, Black Tuesday and Black Squares, and it would look quite insensitive if you went forward with your ad campaign or your social strategy during such time where the whole world's like, what are you doing? Like, are you not in tune (laughs) of what's going on? So I think having contingencies in in place in case something happens, we can kind of shift it off and still keep it moving. These are all crucial. And the why is that when you have all these structures, when things come up like this, you know what to do. If I see that, oh, I'm getting an uptick in percentages and I know how much I have to spend, I will put more in for this week and less next week because I know the parameters of what I have to go for. If you're telling me week by week, well, Troy, maybe a hundred, maybe a grand, maybe five grand, I don't know. That doesn't give me confidence in being very sure with me and my team or working with your team of the best strategy to go for. If you're a quarterback and you're putting in your players and we don't know if they're injury prone or not or what's going on there on the IR, I don't, uh, <laughs> Uh, how do I prep for this game? I don't know. I need to understand as much as I can to make the best decisions possible. And this is very crucial. And I think, unfortunately, people are so stuck, not stuck up, but so caught on the metrics of I want this engagement. But let me be real. Likes and comments and shares do not pay the bills. You're right. They exactly don't. Right. So if you want marketers and social managers to pay us, just do that. And you're not getting that end result just to feel flexing right now not the best strategy. So really understand that, okay, this is a byproduct. This is what to expect, but we're really trying to focus on X, Y, Z. Boom. All right. So <laughs> speaking of that, this uh, that's actually a good segue into holding people accountable. So are there any tools that you can think of that help hold people accountable? I think just over-communication and check-ins. I mean, right now with so many virtual conversations, over-communication is key. And that's also holding the marketer or myself or anyone involved accountable too. Like strategy isn't over the moment I give you a blueprint because strategy is a living, breathing document or series of processes that you're evolving and adjusting throughout all the time. So people think, sure, I'm hiring right now and I'm done after a week because I done built this beautiful 500 page, whatever scenario of book of whatever can happen, like Nancy classified school survivors guide type thing for those who understand the nineties reference. That's not <laughs> real. Like, you have to evolve all the time with it, for sure. And I think when it comes to accountability, it really like, did you do your part? Did you do the post that we need? And sometimes it's not about the volume of posts. If I see or we see that, hey, we're trying to do 10 posts a day, it's oversaturating, let's pull it back, and we're getting better engagement, don't be so black and white about it. It's able to yeah. assess what's going on and keep it going. Some people just, sure, you didn't post 10 posts a day. What is going on? Well, look at the engagement. Look at, again, look at the benchmarks of success 
for daily success, weekly success, monthly success. If these don't check mark off, then we need to modify. We need to adjust some things. And I think having that communication ahead of time, what we communicate helps keep us accountable, but constant check-ins. Again, it's not just strategy. It's not a one thing, one off thing where you're done. Here's a book. Keep it moving. It's a living, breathing thing. Yes. And I am surprised at how few people understand the whole concept of, of online tracking documents, like a, that you don't download a document and then upload it again after it's been changed because that defeats the whole purpose. And you laugh, but <laughs> struggle for real. It's, it's real. It's really real. We laugh because we relate. <laughs> we understand yeah, outside we of the screens. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. <laughs> it's all, you get a good good therapy session and a laugh always yes. with Megan and Jen. <laughs> oh, so kind of along the same lines, you know, she talked about tools, but do you have any like helpful exercises or hacks that can keep people on track when they're developing their own solid strategies? So maybe you've helped them before, but you want to kind of simplify it for them in the future if they ever decide to switch strategies or something else. Do you have any helpful things that they can kind of walk through to make sure they're going to do it right? Don't look at your competitors. Not not off the cuff. Like, now that's smart. Look at what you need to get done and what the, the find. If you had one goal, what's the one goal? And then cool. from there, break down what all these different features can add up to that goal. And then from there, what can you do on your own that doesn't take away from your time or that's easier for you to do? What can you delegate? Delegate, y'all, to other people <laughs> to do that you don't touch. No micromanagement. You <laughs> don't touch that you can delegate for other people to do and how have a benchmark to assess what they're trying to do and set that up. That sounds like we just said this from five minutes ago, but this is really what you need to do. A hack, whatever you want to call it. This right. is what's going to help you be successful. Seriously. I am not kidding. We have, all three of us have been in enough campaigns uh, and seen things hit the fire and the fan. Well, do we go back to our roots? Do we go back yeah. to our benchmarks? These are the things that's going to keep this campaign together and your business running smoothly during crazy times like COVID-19, during social injustice, social media that kind of sports your ad growth, things boycotting Facebook and all these things happening, play. I don't know what to do. These are the very things, the hacks that are going to keep you on track. Through success, through and right now, there are many brands who are actually doing really good on social media despite everything going on. And how they've done that, they stuck to their roots. What is my goal? I want to engage my community, have them have a conversation, and be that middle man, woman identity to keep the things going that elevates my brand, that puts me in a position with my communities that I can trust and validate this person. And then gradually, hey, here's a CTA. Buy this. Here's a CTA. Okay. He's not buying it. And it's not coming off as, you know, you're just so in it for the money. You're in it to benefit and you're telling stories and all these things, but it all comes back down to these benchmarks. So a hack or an app, sure, there's time management apps if that's a thing, if you're depending on your personality type and all that stuff. But beyond that, and for me to not just name all these different things that we all collectively behind the scenes use on the daily to just give you one report a week or a month, I digress. It really comes down to for that person just knowing what to do with stick to the benchmarks, really. I love it. It's kind of like your breathing space. Okay, just go back to here and calm down. Just go back and calm down. Just hold on tight. Everything's yeah. fine. Go to the benchmarks. Well, and getting yeah. the right people in the right seats on the bus. Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah. helps. I mean, I I have uh, recently <laughs> had the opportunity to work with a team of people that I did not vet 
and and I gave tasks feeling like they would understand what needed to get done. And then I realized that I should have been micromanaging from from go and I didn't. And then I looked back and saw it's important to know what people's true strengths are and um, you know, what you what you have and them give doing. marketing to be involved in everything. I don't know how many means marketers have been involved in last oh, we made these changes here. Do something with it. Wait, hold on. Do you <laughs> not know all the other things that we have in play right now that we need to understand and make these modifications to as well? Uh-huh. So really just have some organization around what you're trying to do and don't try to switch it up without having all the powers that need to be there involved to make the collective decision. That's a good point too. When you're helping people understand how their strategy is working and you know why some key KPIs that you hone in on to try to help highlight, I mean, it depends on the strategy, right? But generally sure, speaking, like some of most of it would probably overlap a little. I think bounce rate uh, is a big one. I think it tells a lot um, from your community to your UX, UI of your website to the CTAs. I think um, for me, bounce rate is a really big one. I also think just, okay, how many people filled out whatever your CTA is, but also what do they do after? Did they come back to the site? Did they reach out for a next step? Like many people are so focused on, I promise you, you can get 10,000 leads. Well, quite frankly, if I put a Facebook Legion ad, add some dollars, Ronnie, pennies on a dollar and make the broad things as possible. Yeah, the volume will be there, but the quality won't. The quality right. won't. So for me, I, I want to be beyond that. I know I can get the numbers, but the number that we're trying to focus on is whatever that CTA is that are they taking the next step? Are they buying in on the product? How many, how often? And if we can hone in on that, then we can be more successful. Bounce rate. Yes. 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 That's like a huge thing. I, I am building or having a website built for my client right now, I'm, but I'm managing all the content of the 70 pages. And anyway, so, but the, one of the biggest things around this website was bounce rate was really high. returning visitors too. Uh, new visitors oh, can be just abstract. It could be completely random, but returning visitors, there's some intent. There's some reasoning why. And if you took off your tracking for your, it's not you as your business looking at your website every day on your IP address, then yeah, I think return of business is another big one um, to really hone in. And I think if it's about 30% of your total, you're in a good spot. But if you're in a media company, the numbers are going to influx because it's so much different. I now want people to click on my headlines because I have ads present and I'm making money that way. I don't really care about bounce rate. But if I'm providing a product or a service, I care deeply about bounce bounce rate. Totally. Yep. Miss Jen, final question. The final question. Are you talking about I've got some bonus questions. (laughs) <laughs> are you talking about yeah. our very last question yeah well we ran uh, through everything i think we okay. ran through everything. Yes, we I'm, a little, I'm a little off my game to stay with the sport analogy right. this is my fourth monday this week so <laughs> i'm telling you i'm so ready for friday tomorrow that's funny <laughs> okay so if you could have a superpower troy in your job you could do anything at all in your job what would that be I'm torn, but I think they both would achieve the same thing. Either that I'd take the flash power or I would be able to have the ability to clone myself. Okay. Wait, was the first one flash power? Either the flash is power to be super fast and just oh, okay. sort through data information, learning language, learning software, whatever, in rapid time. Fill out all the emails that I need to check. I'm going to get an inbox zero again. Or just clone myself so I can, hey, Troy is really good. Video, he has his passion for it do it. Podcasts, do it. Writing blogs, do it. Like I can now be that machine I really want to be. I'm a unicorn, but I'm only human. So cloning would probably be my, my <laughs> superpower of choice. I love that. That's perfect. All right. And then do you have any apps, gadgets, any tech that you're geeking out on these days? Hmm. You know, it, it's funny. I, I find that I'm lo- using a lot less tools 
just because now when there's this virtual setting, I'm always on my computer, the standard. I'm kind of going back to just kind of old school stuff now. So no new apps on grocery right now for me to just throw oodles and oodles of wisdom and knowledge behind. Um, I have been using Keep from Google a lot more since it's been very integrated for me since I'm a, I'm a Google Apps user. For, that's been helping me out a lot. Tell our listeners about that. So if you use Evernote, you probably get the same thing. The only difference is, is it's integrated with your system. Obviously, you can do it in real time to add different labels and things like that. It's free, obviously, whether you were paying for the pro version of Google Apps or not. Uh, anyone can use it. I think it's keep.google.com. And it's been very efficient for me to just kind of scale back my ideas. If I want to create new content, if I want to do video ideas, I put, I can, I love that I can just drag and drop images or links and it just populate. I don't have to like up download and then upload into it, things like that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm not using it. And I, I just okay. saw it for the first time the other day. And I, I don't know how I've been, I've, I've missed the boat, but I think I, I, that'd be something I'd be into because I use, I use my Mac notes, my Apple notes. Me app too. all the time. So I think that would be a more efficient way for a lot of the stuff. I'll still use the app notes for some things, but that would be that would be more better, I think. I'm learning not to put my notes on my computer and put it in the cloud so I can assess it wherever I'm going to kind of nurture those thoughts and ideas. Right. Cool. I'm work in progress. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so what's the best way for our listeners to find you? Android. I strategically nice did that years ago. But anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, findtroy.com, at findtroy on all social media platforms, or just Troy saying it into Google. Findtroy into Google, one word. Okay. You'll find me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephanie Lou did the same thing. Hers is, hey, Stephanie. Love which it. Which I thought was cute. At the time, I was like, really? And now I'm like, oh, that's super <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time someone said, hey, I found Troy, I would be rich right now. <laughs> <laughs> Start charging. I know. <laughs> There's a way. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, Jen, do we have a uh, score prediction for tonight? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what? I am so rusty on this, but the Texans were tough last year. You know, Tim and I went to the Texan, the Texas game last year at Arrowhead, and they freaking beat us. So right. I'm hoping for at least Chiefs 21, Texans can maybe get 14. We'll Hawkins see. Hawkins gone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I don't know I, how to. <laughs> I'm not as up to speed as, as normal. I think just because my, my head hasn't gone to football because I just I didn't want to get my hopes up that the season was going to happen and then have them yeah. pulled away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and are you going to join my Pick'em League, Miss Cole? Your Pick'em League. Hey, that I, sounds like fun. I thought I, I emailed it to you. Anyway, yeah, you just pick, you pick the winner. Troy, you can get in on this too. You just pick the winner of each game. I want to um, do that. I want to do that. And you get a point for every one you get right for the whole season through the Super Bowl. All right. I appreciate your time, Troy. We loved having you on. I knew you would drop some good knowledge bombs and fit us in the middle of your crazy busy day. You are on the Lead Loudly Twitter chat for those who um, catch this today. It's at four o'clock. He'll be on that, but you can check that every week too. That's Nathalie Gregg's Twitter chat. What's your topic today? Oh my goodness. I should have checked this. Something <laughs> I mean, about prepping... For a pandemic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's like, you know how like, you know all this stuff, you can promote it all, and then you're like, I need to focus on this event right now, and you right. delete oh, everything yeah. else. You're just oh, like, yeah. oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 100%. That's like I told him before the show started that I had, I taught two sessions Leveling and I had some during a pandemic. How Leveling, level up during uh, a pandemic. I knew okay. it come to me. I knew it come to me. You were giving everybody <laughs> the brains today, Troy. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's a marathon. But I love what I do. Yeah. I love y'all. I'm I'm so appreciative for you both 
strong, powerful women of marketing genius to have me on and empower and give value to everybody and deal with my high energy late in the day. So I appreciate it. Uh, We've got the power. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Cole, as well for rocking the live with me today. I usually do the live shows alone or just with her. So this is a first for us to like to be able to. This is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. This has been episode 65, 65 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>